Well, 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 well. As we already know. Hold on. Let me let me let me kick these words off for y'all right quick. <laughs> Who is the crowd? What? No, we gotta do it right. We gotta do it right. I thought I could do it like that. No, I can't do it like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't 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 rain, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Thursday, so that lets you know that today is the six man combo with your boy Six Man K Styles and the angry one, the great one himself, <laughs> Mad oh, man. Mike. Sports. How y'all doing today? And I'm gonna say a few words before we get to what those magical three words is. What are those three magic words, Mike? Three. Roll call. We piercing through the stage. Who is the crowd that pierces through the cage? We are the ones that are here performing up on the stage. We love the answers, but don't ever tell me the right ones. Just not for today. (laughs) And today's roll call is going to go with YMOF Jamal, Joseph Thornton, Pat Norris, Aunt Jay, Melvin Emery, the Professor Noah Tendale. Y'all make sure y'all show him some love. ATL Leo, D. Coleman, Jerry Bowie, Brian Peoples, Bubba Gump, Isaac Crimes, Michael Walker, not that Michael Walker. We got my main man, Rakondo, in the building. Y'all definitely make sure y'all show him some love. As well as Matt Town, Mike Ghost Peppers. One of our personal homies, Marwin Johnson and Loski. Let me repeat them words one more time. Who is the crowd that pierced through the cage as we perform here up on the stage? Avenged Sevenfold. 2000 and something. Three. Two. One. Hold on, man. You know I had to do the intro like that the right way, man. So let's go ahead and get into it tonight. Um, Mike, you came up with a very... you You showed me something here few days ago and I thought this would be a very interesting thing to talk about tonight as we are talking about the Atlanta Falcons defensive line can they hold up this year in 2022 reason why we coming up with this because this was actually a comment that was sent Mm -hmm. from Cash Luster he basically said we need to get bigger in the middle of the D line to be able to stop the run first. 
then we'll see who fits best on the field as our pass rushers. So that begs the question. Are we really small on the defensive line? Or are we just fine? Or we just don't have the big name guys outside of Grady Jarrett on that defensive line. What you think on that, Mike? Because let's think about it. We got Anthony Rush, Grady Jarrett, Taquan Graham, Marlon Davidson, Vince Taylor. Hey, man. What do you feel on that, man? Do you feel like the Falcons are essentially light on the defensive line as what per this comment? No. You look at the average of the NFL, they are slightly above or right at the average. The average three four defensive end goes about three hundred to three hundred twenty. And then you got the nose um the nose tackle which we have two at the moment, Timmy Horn and Anthony Russ, those those guys are three hundred plus. So I don't understand. I don't understand why people are saying they are small. Even take one gram is about two ninety to three hundred himself, and he's gained weight. Marlon Davidson, he's a natural 290-pound guy. Grady Jarrett's about two ninety three hundred himself. I can go down the list over and over again. The problem with the Falcons uh, fan base is why I say they think they know what's best for a team. This man has been a defensive coordinator for over 40 years, and we trying to tell him that his defense is too light. Okay? I'm not if, – if if that man says he's comfortable and confident with his roster, then who are we to sit back and say that Dean Pease is a liar? One thing I will say about Dean Pease, he's old. He's old. He's He perhaps could be seen now, but <laughs> – he ain't a damn liar. I can tell you that much. <laughs> he tell you exactly what he is. So if he say he's comfortable at D line, who am I to say? But you said a key word. I think people just um they don't know who the hell these defensive guys are. That's just re- the fear of the unknown is what we talk about. The fear of the unknown. That's what people. That's why people want to go out and. Uh, I can't believe I was about to go down that road. But this is why they want CJ Stroud and this is why they want Bryce because they know them. They know they they know uh George Pickens, they know Jordan Davis, they know um Jameson Williams, like they they know all these guys. So they're comfortable with that. People are not comfortable with people they they don't like. You got a guy like D'Angelo Malone, who's another guy. You look at his physical statue, like he's an excellent athlete. Do we have to talk about T1000 again? Do we really got to talk about T1000? Anybody afraid of, like, it, does anybody not, like, look at him and say, all right, he's not a good player? No, he's a good player. But we don't know what we're going to get from him. And like I said, this is one of the main reasons why I don't want Deion Jones going anywhere because we have no idea what these guys are. I mean, 
I mean, yeah, kind of like where you was going with it. Um, this is why I was kind of looking down at the phone because I had to let me let I had to pull up some of these names and the smallest guy we got on the defensive line this year. Ooh, um, clocked in at about 294 pounds, and that was Taquan Graham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These guys are big. So I don't understand what people getting that. I don't know where they're getting this from. They, but, they small. Like, no. But I kind of like this is why I was kind of more edging around towards it. Like you said, the uh, it's the case of the unknown commodity. Like we like like you said, we don't know. It's not a lot of tape on these guys outside of Grady Jarrett. There's not enough tape to make you feel like okay, we got a solid foundation at that spot. I mean, if you're looking at on the defense, that may be kind of like the weak spot as far as the defensive line because like even when you look at the linebackers you know you got a Deion Jones there you know you got a Lorenzo Carter there you know Ogundeji is there you know you got Ebiketti Malone so you Michael Walker so you know these guys secondary you got AJ Terrell you got Casey Haywood you got Jalen Hawkins you got Richie Grant you got Eric Harris you see how quick off the dome that was naming them guys, right. <laughs> right but, we, but when they come to the defense line, you don't know what's gonna, who's gonna be the starting unit. You know, Grady is gonna be a starter. You know, Anthony Rush is gonna be a starter. But now you got Marlon Davidson, who is. He's going to be a from where it looked like he might be a first time. He's going to be a first time starter this year playing opposite mm-hmm. Grady Jarrett. So mm-hmm. you don't know how that's going to translate. And like I said, Marlon Davis is about 303. So he's not, mm-hmm. he's not a little dude. Yeah. And the rush is 350. You know that ain't a little dude. Uh-uh. From from the website, it looked like it said Grady Jarrett them bulked up to 305. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he came in about three oh five last year too. Like mm-hmm. like I said, he's one of the guys that loses weight as the season goes on because he plays so hard. So he's gonna right. lose a lot of weight. So he kind of come up, come in the camp uh, a little right. bit heavier than t- like he typically does. Right. So let so this is gonna pose the question right here as far as. Since we have a bunch of unknowns on that defensive line, um, by us knowing kind of like what DPs kind of expects from his type of defenses, is that really a bad thing? Hmm. Because if we look history wise, the main stars that are normally in these DPs type defenses. Or not necessarily the defensive line is always the linebackers. Mm-hmm. If you're running a stack three four or something like that, your defensive line's main objective is to hold the point of attack and let the linebackers do work. Mm-hmm. Um. So, 
where where on this defensive line, as far as the defensive lineman, do you feel like is the weakness as far as who needs to really show up? What what do you think on that, Mike? Who 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 do you need to see on this defensive line to be like, okay, this is the guy that can help pull this together outside of Grady Jarrett? Well, y'all already know how I feel about Marlon Davidson. Um, I think he needs to step up um, his play, in particular his injury situations. But I'm going to take uh, a slightly different turn. Um, Arthur kind of called out some guys uh, on that defense line, um, and that's something that um, I wasn't expecting from him. Um, he kind of went out of his way to say, all right, this D-line need to step up. 18 sacks. He like he had a number. He picked that number and he said 18 sacks. And he was basically said that's not acceptable. And we need inside pressure. He specifically said what he needed. He said he needed inside pressure. He didn't say edge pressure. He didn't say edge rushers. He said inside pressure. So with that being said, mm-hmm. I know to everybody talking about. Grady Jarrett, take one ground, Marlon Davidson. But this is where I take a lift and say, one guy, and I said this before, and people thought I was crazy when I said this, but Anthony Rush, he's going to be the key to this entire defense. Because when a 3 4, we all know that centerpiece of a 3 4. His and Dean P system is a little bit different than typical prototypical three four because he has a penetrating three four, meaning a def- a defensive tackle. His job, his nose tackle, his job isn't to primarily hold the point or eat up space. His job is to penetrate and get in the backfield. So this is the reason why you didn't see. Um, Mike Pinnell come back with the Atlanta Falcons because he's a prototypical nose tackle where he his job is just to be fat, hold a point, <laughs> be strong, be fat, and hold a point. And that's what I saw him even doing the film with Mike uh, Mike Pinnell is that the difference between he and Anthony Rush, Anthony Rush, he penetrated into the backfield much like a Jordan Davis. These guys are just not big and they're not just strong. They can actually penetrate and get in the backfield. Mm. And if y'all want the six man, the six man version of what he said is <laughs> Anthony Rush, get your ass in the backfield. <laughs> get your ass in the backfield. And but then you also have to think about it too. Is where his um is he is, like I said, <clears throat> who's gonna be that backup one zero tech? Like I said, they, they, I think that's gonna be the 
major concern right there as far as where we're looking at as fans because, like you said, and we said this before, the ideal guy that most of us wanted was a Jordan Davis because Mm -hmm. we know Jordan Davis, and he's an attacking-style guy that's big. Mm-hmm. But now you don't have that. You got that in Rush. Who's the other guy? Who's going to step up and be the other guy? Is it going to be a Timothy Horn? Or do they have a faith in um, De- <laughs> Derek Tangelo? I'm about to say D'Angelo. I'm about to say D'Angelo Taylor. Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is D'Angelo Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> I was say, but that's not that's a, a whole name. I made up a whole name, but like, yeah, D'Angelo Taylor, like, oops. But yeah, um, like you said, just if you go go down this roster, man, like you said, it's 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 size there. Mm-hmm. And, and one interesting thing about a lot of these defensive linemen we got, and you just said it right there, is that they all are attack minded. Hell, the whole defense is attack. Mm-hmm. This is what he. This is what they've been building upon. Like you say, it's not the sexiest names out there. These are a lot of guys that you may not know, but they all do one thing and do one thing well, and that's attack the line of scrimmage all across the board. Like I said, Grady Jarrett, Taquan Graham. I think he's going to break out to something major this year. Oh yeah. Like they said, T one thousand, Michael Walker, Ebiketti, Malone, Vincent Taylor. Like these guys are attacking the line of scrimmage. How do you think you get sacks? How do how do you think you get pressure? You ain't finna get you ain't finna you ain't finna get pressure. Did 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 you did did you see um? Tyler Davison and Stephen Means and um, Dante Kung Fui last year. That wasn't attacking the line of scrimmage. That was upholding justice. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say? What do you want to say? say? Like, we shall get outside. <laughs> I don't know what they were. They were peace marching. Boy, <laughs> Damn. Boy, boy, it was the Million Man March out there, man. They were sitting out there <laughs> protesting with backwards eating shit. Like, we, we shall get a sack. We shall get a sack. <laughs> and ain't nobody take none of that serious. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the other name, Bryce Rogers. I forget. I, I, that was the name I was trying to think of, too. And that dude's 6'2", so, yeah. <laughs> like Marlon said here, the Tickle Me Elmo Trio. Boy, that was my boy, Tickle Ooh, Me Elmo. Boy, boy, Tickle Me Elmo. Tickle Me Elmo had a better chance of getting a sack than what we had. <laughs> It was so bad. I I I I was like this last year. It was so bad. I was like, man, I missed Tat McKinley. You, 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 that, that's how bad it was. It was that bad. <laughs> Push some motherfucker to the quarterback. They they wouldn't do that. Right. Uh, hey, Noah said he's back. No, you ain't missed nothing. We still talking defensive line talk right here. We about to start here getting into the old. 
OTA news and stuff. Get our thoughts on OTAs here in about the next couple minutes. Um, but I'll let everybody know who is your sleeper to to really step out and um prove and be that D that D line that helps. Cause I seen people, I seen uh Derek Tangelo, I see a lot of Vincent Taylor here as well. Um, I like that. I like this comment. Anthony Rush, it's nine o'clock. Get your ass home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, man. Shoot. Shoot. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> damn. Night riding with this crazy ass. I've seen turtles pull a pick and get a sack quicker than them fools last year. <laughs> Ooh, he, he ain't talking about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> He's talking about turtles in the hair. But, yeah, I see uh, Malone. I see, yeah, Taquan Graham. D. Coleman here said Jacob Tui Marin ain't walking through that, though. <laughs> we missed him last year, too. It's bad. Look, look, look. I'm just letting you know. I'm going to tell you. It, it's it was it was so bad that Jacob Tatui Mariner was third on this team in sacks and only played in six games. He got cut by the Falcons after seven games. He was near the top. He had two and a half sacks less than Dante Fowler. Think about that. But we de- but definitely it's going to be fun to watch it, like you said, because we don't know. And by not having that type of expectation, it leaves the room for surprise. It leaves the room for that, oh, shit, we might have something here. And that's going to be the major key factor right there. Isaiah Oliver is back. So what is your main one of your main edge setters is back? So when he went down, that's when teams started attacking outside. Mm-hmm. They attacked inside too, but they wasn't going as much outside. But I thought thought I'd spend a little few minutes on on that on that topic hey like i said y'all make sure y'all go ahead and like subscribe get six man k styles to 1k we are almost there yes sir and we got we got locked in sports here in the building we and Devonte in here as well i told you man i rather locked in like that's the crew that's the new crew marlin so you mm-hmm. y'all can check marlin out they're gonna be doing a lot of shows on the weekend um mm-hmm. so like, like i said we got a lot of stuff coming it don't exactly. don't stop the grind don't stop like i said the unholy alliance is real that's we letting y'all we telling y'all that now the unholy mm-hmm. alliance is real mm-hmm. so y'all make sure y'all show everybody some love man like i said just hit that subscribe button hit the like button we got 60 people in here right now the like should be at least 30. At the very least. At the very least, 30. 
Um, but OTAs, you know, you know, the OTAs is kind of over right now. Um, as we've already seen a lot of the news and stuff about. Felipe Franks, he's out here looking like an athlete out here at tight end, which we were not surprised by. If you paid attention, if y'all paid attention last year, he lined up at tight end quite a bit. Well, not mm-hmm. uh, but he quite a bit as much of the time he got on the field. Um, We hear Arthur Smith talking about how much Desmond Ritter has picked up a lot of the cadences faster than what he was expecting. Mm-hmm. We got Kyle Pitts out here catching, diving for balls and catching passes like a mug on AJ Terrell talking shit. This is why I'm talking about the locker room as far as the, the, the locker room, the team environment is is different now because, like I said, you got that majority young energy. You don't mm-hmm. really have that that old that that stoic energy in this in, in this locker room anymore. You got a lot of young energy. You got a lot of folk that want it. You get everybody just loose and having fun. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the aspects of the team that we're not talking about. These guys is having fun together. So, what do you think about OTAs, man? What the, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The main reason why I wanted to talk about OTAs is Drew Dahlman is getting a lot of first-team snaps. <laughs> I mean... What did I try to tell him, Mike? He's been trying to tell you, like, do not be sold on Hennessy. It was the reason why they drafted that man, and he's going to push him and push him and push him. This is what the competition is all about, man. You gotta earn your snaps. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's that's what he's been saying the whole time. You gotta earn your snaps. This is no longer I like I like like you said, even if you are a first round pick, they're gonna give you every opportunity to be that first round pick, but if mm-hmm. you don't live up to that hype, right? They have no problem putting another guy and giving him more snaps and making you prove that you are that number one pick. I love it. Exactly. Well, Hennessy better be he 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 gonna be on the sideline drinking Hennessy. That's that, that's what he's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> he gonna have a he gonna have a bottle of Hennessy on like coach. What about me? I want to play. <laughs> like now nah, you didn't have you didn't have op- ample opportunity and show nothing. But we should have known this too because if you look at last season. They was interchanging that position. This is why I was saying that that center position scares me because we, mm-hmm. like, this is going to make or break this offense. And I, I based it on the fact that there was games last year where they played both of them. Now, if you ended up interchanging centers, that's not a good thing. 
especially when you got when Hennessy is the peg starter and you still inter, interchanging with Drew Dahlman, that's not good. What'd you think on that, Mike? I ain't hear a damn thing you said. I'm telling you. I, I, I know your ad didn't hear a damn thing I said. I can't read. Uh, y'all know I'm horrible at multitasking. What was <laughs> No, I was not. I was basically saying was last year they was interchanging Drew oh, interchanging and Matt Hennessy and how of a bad thing that was for Matt Hennessy. And to hear then, like I said, to hear these this news about Dalman taking first team snaps at center is like, ooh boy. I mean, he got that pedigree. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just one thing we got to know about Dalman. If you don't know his daddy, and I ain't talking about little uh, Weezy, talking about stunting like my daddy, stop. No, I'm talking about his daddy. Everybody, if you know who Drew uh, Dalman dad is, you know, mm-hmm. put it in the uh, comment section. So he got the pedigree. Um, but in a weird way, I think this is better for I, I think this is better for both guys, but it's going what it's gonna do. I think what Arthur is trying to do in this situation is one thing about office alignment, you gotta make sure that they're mentally tough. You got a lot of guys out here, big, strong, quick, fast, but they weak as hell. One thing I will give respect for um, is, especially our left guard, Jaden Mayfield, I give him mad respect because the dude went from damn near in tears. I don't know if he was in tears, but he looked like he was in tears mm. on that sideline. <laughs> that game, it's like the dude, the switch that's like, fuck me tears. I'm getting dirty, and he and he got he got right back in it. He played much better. He still had a year where he was up and down, but he got right back in there. Uh, he bounced back, and Arthur Smith said exactly what he was going to do. Oh, he's a tough guy. We love his makeup. He's going to bounce back. That kid did exactly that. So mm-hmm. if NFC is mentally tough, this won't fade him. This won't mm-hmm. fade him one bit. Mm-hmm. This is the land of the alpha males. All right, this Atlanta Falcons team, you got to be an alpha male to be able to play on this team. No mentally weak people are not going to be able to play on this team. That's what I love about it. So mm-hmm. if Chris Dahlman is that guy, he's going to beat him out. But if Matt Hennessy is that guy, he don't give a damn if Chris, if Chris Dahlman is getting most of the snaps. He's going to step up. So at the end of the day, this is exactly what you want. You want to fight. I want to see Sugar Ray versus Tommy Hearns. I don't want to see an old Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather running around in a circle. Like I don't want to see that. I want to see two sluggers duking it out. That's what I want to see. Right. Right. And that's one thing that um, Jalen Mayfield said about and you pretty much said exactly what Jalen Mayfield was talking about, especially from his rookie year about those struggles he had and how the coaches had faith in him at that guard spot to do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
That's why Justin Schaefer is there too to help push him to get better at guard. I mean, this is what this new regime is about. It's about competition. Who's going to be the best man at this best spot? Who wants it more? Hmm. This this offense is going to go as far as that center position and and that left guard position. Because mm-hmm. you already got you already got two staples on that offensive line and Jake Matthews and Chris Lester. Caleb McGarry's playing for a contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Elijah Wilkinson played guard as well. Yeah. That was it. And they they putting everybody in every position to figure out, okay, I might have some potential stuff here. So, hey, man, it's, it's, it's going to be a good – it's going to be a very good next couple months here for Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons football because we finna find out who are the best of the best on this team. But but we're gonna like I said we're gonna we're gonna shorten up the show tonight because we got a very special nine o'clock show here for y'all on Atlanta Falcon Nation. So y'all make sure y'all go over there to catch their show. Mm -hmm. Um you see no over there you see Ty Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go ahead and give little final words here. We got we got about 10 more minutes, man. So you wanna give a little final word for the people, man? Let let the folks know what's on your mind. I mean, I don't probably see it. <laughs> well, I, well outside outside outside. Outside of telling folks, bring your punk asses on. Yeah, we seen that crazy. <laughs> hey man, I be blacking out on that stuff. I, like y'all, everybody asks me what I be talking about, bro. I don't know. I I I, I simply black out when I be ranting. I don't know what the hell I said. If I said what I said, I own up to it. I I, I look, I black out. Yeah. Um. But in essence, uh, <laughs> uh, I got one thing to say about this, and um, um, oh, let me let me get this, um, come Millie Mill. Let's let let me get this, um, real quick, um. Hold on, can you see that? Shit. Oh, I can see that. So, All right. so, so it was coming up slow. So, Millie Mills basically asked. He said he asked Big Low yesterday with the pieces we got now. Do you think we could pull off running a forty-six style defense? I just want all our linebackers on the field at once. Well, I'm a scheme guy. All right, let me tell you something right now. The 46, their defense is probably one of the most um, 
dumbest things that you want to do. <laughs> um, it's just stupid. Um, you don't four fat guys, and then you got a whole bunch of uh, uh, linebackers not saying because I don't want four fat guys that don't. We can't like we don't. We know what Grady Jerry can do. We know he's gonna get out the quarterback, but it just reminds me too much of. <laughs> Our time with Mike Smith, where we had all them fat motherfuckers on the field, and then all we had a bunch of uh, we had no passwords. All we had is Corey Beerman and four fat ass defensive tackles on them. So I don't like the four six. Um, I I despise it. Uh, I wouldn't even say despise, but I, I think it's a, a bit overrated. Um, for the simple fact that you don't have guys built like Claude Humphrey. Um, Michael Strahan, um, you know, those build at defensive end. So if you got, if you have, if you're going to run a 46, you got to have those types of defensive ends. You can't have these smaller, um, defensive ends and you don't want to have quick defensive tackles to play defensive end, um, because they still have to be, they still have to be able to hold a point and pay physical, um, but when you put a Grady Jarrett out there at defensive end, you got to have somebody inside that's going to be able to do the same thing in a 46. So, like I said, I I, I like the 4-3, the 3-4, three, excuse me, and we have the personnel to be able to, to run the 3-4 a lot more effectively. The four two, uh, the four two, four two five, four two five, four two five. We'll be able to run the four two five. We can run the four two five. Um, the three three. That's something that you guys like picked up early in the uh, early in the um mm-hmm. the scouting process. That's right. something that Cincinnati, and that's why we spent a lot of time in Cincinnati because they kind of ran the same type of scheme. So uh, we're gonna be able to put three defensive linemen. Putting four fat, fat ass defensive linemen on the field just, just stupid as hell. I'm just gonna be real. That's dumb as hell, um, and it just doesn't work unless you got a guy that's damn running a three point five. Um, I would never run a four six in this day and age because you don't have those athletes at defensive end like a Michael Strahan, a Claude Humphrey. You gotta have special defense, Reggie White. Like you'll be able to do that type of stuff. Steve Mungo McMichael in the 85 Bears, those guys with that type of build. We don't have that type of build at defensive end. So a four six will not work for this team. Three four is perfect for what we got because we got young athlete athletic linebackers that are able to get in the three four. All you really need is your defensive ends to just penetrate. That's it. You want your defensive end to penetrate. We don't you don't need your defensive ends to be fat. You need your nose tackle to be fat. You need your defensive ends to get in the hole, okay? Get in, in the, the hole. hole. <laughs> get some blue chew in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the blue chew defense. That's what oh, he talking about. Right. <laughs> but. And Bubble Gump just said exactly that. Like the four six is so stupid to play these days because you gotta have mm-hmm. defensive end like Reggie White, like a Claude Humphrey, like a Michael Strahan. We don't have those types of 
defensive ends like that anymore. Everybody going to smaller, quicker defensive ends now. And then Anthony White here said, shit, there's too many wide receivers on the field now. That right there. Yep. That's Anthony it. White, Bubba Gump. Y'all said the same thing. Yep. That's it. I, don't, I ain't got to explain shit right there. <laughs> yep. Do you know how quick these quarterbacks get the football out of their hands now? Yeah. So, yeah, eat that four six up. That four six. That's why a lot of teams don't because, don't play it anymore. Because if you running a four six in today's NFL, if your slot corner can't cover worth a damn, mm-hmm. your safety's about that that one safety alone about to get his ass ate mm-hmm. up. And plus, around the eighties and nineties, you really didn't have dynamic offenses like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Remember, Dan Marino and the Dolphins destroyed that forty-six defense that yep. year. He murked that mug. Mm-hmm. Yep. But <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call that blue chew defense. We gotta do the blue chew. So. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and get my final thoughts, and you already know I'm gonna get my final thoughts the right way. And if a lot of people know what the right way is, it's yes, sir. So we appreciate everybody tuning in to this six man combo. So my final thought is if y'all already heard the news, the city of Atlanta will be hosting. games in the 2026 World Cup which is very exciting for me because a lot of people don't know I am a international soccer fan and as a guy that's an Atlanta United fan This brings a whole lot more money to this city, and this is something that we've been looking for. This is the main reason why the Mercedes-Benz Stadium was built for this moment right here. World Cup in Atlanta. The World Cup last year, this upcoming World Cup, brings an average of almost three billion dollars to the city that they play in so this was a major win for the city of atlanta and i can't wait so I'm talking fan myself. I, I can't wait. That's gonna be hip, bro. You're gonna be glued to the TV. I know I am. Oh yeah. So, like I said before, y'all make sure y'all go ahead to Atlanta Falcon Nation, where you got the nine o'clock show over there. Yes. And what we gonna do? You see the shoulder? Mm. Mm. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to Six Man K Styles. Get your boy, get, get your boy up there to 1K before the season. That is the goal. And guess what? Once we get to that goal, I got something special coming up. 
I got, I got, I, I, I have a special giveaway for me to some of y'all once we get to that 1K. So go over to Atlanta Falcon Nation channel, grab you some popcorn, grab your girl. If y'all like football together, check out the show. Mm-hmm. You can make you some Atlanta Falcon Nation babies tonight. Oh, I like the sound of that. And at the end of the day, this Atlanta Falcon fan base, we got to come together because we have a new era in Atlanta Falcon football. And you need to be here when it starts getting good. So until next time, we ain't here to play. Oh, no. We here to stay. You ain't got to go home. But you gotta get the hell up out of here. Deuces. Atlanta Falcon Nation, go over there.